0: Welcome to the podcast of Revival Fires. This week's message by Trevor Baker is entitled, Reviving the Heart of the Father. We are excited to invite you to our upcoming School of Awakening with guest speakers Ben Fitzgerald and Dylan Long of Awakening Europe and John Luke Trichel of Europe Shall Be Saved along with Trevor Baker of Revival Fires. Please visit our website for full details about this event from the 29th of August to the 2nd of September and to register your place registration is required and i do believe that god is going to really bless you cuz i believe that we need to be revived in the reviving the hearts of the fathers see so often we always look at you know the father's heart and but i there was something that god really showed me of reviving the hearts of the fathers and uh, you can look at me and you say, "Well, where's that in the Bible? Where you, where you revive the hearts of the Father. Well, I'm going to tell you. And it says here in... Um, let me just get it. I did write them down. And uh, here it is. And then you can decide. I'm not going to tell you where it is. You can tell me where it is. It says, so they came up out of Egypt. So that's a good indication of where I'm reading from. And they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. They told him, Joseph is still alive. In fact, he is ruler of all of Egypt. Jacob was stunned. He did not believe them. But when they told him everything that Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts laden that Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob was revived. Hallelujah. You know, some years ago, I, um, I read an article, and I don't know whether it's a true article or not, but it was in a magazine that I was reading, and uh, it was of a man who um, was a lawyer in America, and um, he had a son, and the son's name was Miguel, they were from um, Spanish descent, and his son's name was Miguel, and their family name was Sanchez, I mean that's a good Spanish name isn't it, and and what had happened, that during the son, from about 18 Um, onwards the son just rejected everything that his father ever wanted to provide for him and um, just said I don't want nothing of this I don't want your money I don't want your business I don't want your church I don't want anything and they had a big fallout and he just left and off he went to do his own thing and um, some years later the father Um, was just thinking about this son that he hadn't seen in nearly 10 years. Never spoken, he didn't know where he was, only that the last time he heard about him, he was in Madrid. And so what he did, he took out an advert in the local newspaper. Uh, Sorry, the the national newspaper. And he wrote in the article and he said... um, Miguel Sanchez I am I want you to know that I forgive you and I hold nothing against you even though you didn't want what I had I want you to know that is all I ever wanted was to know your love and to know I wanted you to know that I loved you and he said so if you read this article I will be at Madrid Central Station at 1 o'clock and he gave the time and the date and he went with anticipation and when he got there, there were over 200 Miguel Sanchezes. You see, we're all looking to receive something But more than that, we're all wanting to receive the Father's love, aren't we? And so I want us to look at this morning how we can be revived in the Father's love. See, you may be a Miguel this morning that, you know, for you things just went wrong with your dad. You know, there may be people here this morning and you didn't send or you didn't get a Father's Day card. Um, just because of stuff that goes on. And there is stuff that goes on, isn't there? The stuff that goes on in our lives, the stuff that goes on in our families. You know, as I say sometimes, if it wasn't for our family, we'd all be fine. Yes. Wouldn't we? <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's the truth of it. And yet, God has placed us into families. And um, you know, and so for us this morning, I, I believe that God wants to meet you because I also believe he wants your heart to be revived, but he also wants you to revive his heart. You know, I can just imagine the time when Jesus rose from the grave and um, when Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when he rose from the grave and he ascended into heaven... Could you imagine the heart of the father? Could you imagine him saying, son, you did it. I knew you could. I knew. I knew that you would achieve all that I purpose for you to achieve. Do you understand? And it says that when he ascended on high, he received gifts. That he gave to men. That's what it says in Ephesians. But also it says in Acts chapter 2. God raised Jesus from the dead. Or raised him to life again. Exalted him to the right hand of God. And he received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit. Which you see is being poured out. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. And so here, I can believe that the Father's heart was so revived when Jesus went into his presence. Just like with Joseph is a picture in the Old Testament of Jesus. He's the picture of the one who goes down into the pit, goes into the prison, comes out of the prison, and he ascends to the throne room. And with that, he is able to save a whole nation. Do you understand? Now Jesus is the great Joseph. Jesus is the one who descended into the very depths of hell and having descended, he also ascended to the highest place. And he received the blessing from the Father so that now he can pour out blessing on every one of us here hallelujah because of the great victory that he obtained and so for us this morning as we revive the father's heart see i do believe that god wants you to revive his heart you know um we were talking while we were away and i said you know there is a a reward a reward that comes through obedience did you know that and yet I believe there's something even far greater than looking for the reward of obedience and it is the reward of pleasure let me explain that you see so often is that we want to be obedient to the Lord we want to do things that are obedient you know I don't swear I don't drink I don't chew tobacco you know Lots of the other things that I don't do. Um, But we get to a point where it's all about, because I don't do this, Lord, then I know that you can bless me. And, And yet I find there is something that is far more superior that comes out of wanting to please the Father. See, that's a whole different thing. See, Jesus, when he came, it wasn't hard obedience. Is all he wanted to do was to please the Father. And out of knowing the Father's will, there was a pleasure and his delight was doing the father's will it wasn't living in obedience so i'm going to do this because god you said it i'm going to do this because the father said it no he did it out of wanting to please the father i only do what i see the father doing you see there is a much higher level of walking in obedience and the higher level is that we're wanting to bring pleasure to the heart of the father Hallelujah! Have I got some amens this morning? See, God wants you to be pleasing to him. He really does. And he doesn't want you to grit your teeth and just say, Hey, I'm, I'm just going to obey God. No. You see, Lord, in the volume of the books it is written about me, I delight to do your will. I delight to walk in obedience not because of reward not because of what you're going to give me because of what I mean and give to you so that you know that I'm your beloved son hallelujah and God wants you to know that this morning God wants you to step into a new place of not gritting teeth obedience oh I've got to do this because God says it no no as you move into a place where your life is pleasing to the Father, because He's revealed what He wants to do with your life, and listen, when you know the plans that God has for you, let me tell you. And you saw part of that. I didn't know that was a lovely little clip there, Ryan, of the the Dan. And uh, you know, some of us that we're like the mechanic; we don't need the we don't need the manual, huh? that we haven't got time for it because we can just figure it out ourselves. And um, we know what trying to figure things out for yourself does, doesn't, don't we? You know, it usually gets you into a whole lot more stew. Not soup, stew. And, um, and, but the thing is this, God knows when you were formed and the way that he formed you, the family put you in, the things that you would go through in life, all of those things, God knew that he was going to so have someone who was so fashioned that would bring pleasure to him by the things that they did. And so when you're doing the things that God has for your life to do, let me tell you, it is the best life that you could ever live. And it's the life that revives the heart of the Father. See, I do believe that we can revive the heart of the Father. You know, the the one thing is this. The first thing I want you to get hold of this morning and that is that you've been accepted in the Lord Jesus Christ. You are accepted in the Beloved. You know, and there's, there's something wonderful about being accepted in the Son. And the wonderful thing is this, that we have an everlasting Father. Now, if He is an everlasting Father... It presupposes that there is always going to be an everlasting Son. There has always been a Son. Just like He is the everlasting Father, there's always the everlasting Son. And so in that, you see, there is nothing in your past, nothing in your present, nothing in your future that can ever remove the fact that you are accepted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Give Him praise this morning. You are accepted in Him. And being accepted in Him, let me tell you, everybody is, you know, we've just gone through a time, everybody needs to be equal, you need to take this from here, give it to here, take that from there, give it to there. Everybody wants to be equal. Well, let me tell you, there is only one place on this earth that I have found that it's a place of equality. And that place of equality is not on a platform, but it's at the foot of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the place of equality. That's where kings and rulers, poor and paupers, rich and poor, that's where they all stand on the same ground. Hallelujah. We are accepted. Not because of what we've achieved Not because of what's been given to us Not because of what is our inheritance Not because of what we have on some card Or some certificate in an office We are accepted in the beloved Give him praise Hallelujah And let me tell you with all that's going on Never lose that fact Never lose that fact that you are accepted in the Lord Jesus Christ. You do not have to earn it. Hallelujah. There is nothing as we sung earlier. There is no fear. There is no shame. There are no chains. What was else the other round? Help me out. No past. No fear. No debt. Nothing hallelujah nothing can stop you receiving his acceptance that is the place of equality hallelujah and it—well, let me tell you this it's the only place I know you know because so often we look at what other people have got we look at what we've got and we don't feel equal no matter how much we got or how little we've got, so often we just don't feel equal. Well, let me tell you, I want to put all rights to wrong this morning. All right, wrongs to right. Thank you, Sharon. <laughs> it's, good to, it's good to have all the help. And, um, and the thing is this, that you're accepted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, it, it goes more than that. It says that we are accepted in the beloved. See, the one who revived the heart of the Father. Because he only did what it pleased him. Every time Jesus stepped into the will of God, he didn't do it out of gritted teeth obedience. He did it out of pleasing the Father. I want to do this because it pleases you. I don't I don't want to do this because you know it's against my will I've chosen to embrace your will for my life that was the Lord Jesus Christ he could have because he was equal with God but he didn't count equality something to be grasped at but made himself nothing became obedient there it is again as a man And it says there, wherefore God highly exalted him, gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee is going to bow, in heaven, on the earth, under the earth. And every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You are accepted. In the beloved. Hallelujah. You're accepted in the one whom the Father loves. So therefore, you're loved by the Father to the same degree as the Father loved Jesus. Come on. You know, this can set you free. You are accepted. And all of those things, you see, just to know. See, there is an equality. In the kingdom of heaven. But you have to step. At the foot of the cross. In order to receive it. And that's a wonderful place. Because it takes our eyes. off who's next to us. Because we step into that place. And as we step into that place. We see the eyes who's looking at us. And those eyes that has Fire within it burns into our heart not not in that sense of consuming but that sense of inflaming inflaming our desires for him see don't you want to one be revived but also revive the heart of the father you know today We're going to have, when we leave here, we're going home and um, everything's provided. I mean, if you come to our house, it's like a carnival in the garden. And um, everything's there, the little pool's out, the swings are out, the cricket sets out, there's seats out, there's this, the other, the barbecues are ready to be light, or for those from other nations, particularly Zimbabwe and South Africa, the braai. So, uh, all ready to be struck up. And, uh, and the thing is that they've not brought anything. You understand? Now, now, the thing is this. They did ask what they could bring. But the thing is, we went out yesterday and paid for everything. Can you see? Why? It's the Father's heart see the father's heart is to give you know i mean it's only bangers and mash (laughs) just before you started to get really excited i could just see you you know salivating you know (laughs) time out time. (laughs) but you see and because of that listen When you know that you've been accepted, let me tell you, Jesus does something wonderful for you. See, it says, if you acknowledge me before men, see, that's what coming to the foot of the cross is all about. See, if you acknowledge me before men, if you acknowledge who I am before men, that you accept who I am before men, let me tell you, I'm going to go and acknowledge you before my Father. See, I want you to know this morning that you are acknowledged this morning in the presence of the Father. Hallelujah. See, you can get to the place where you think, yes, but Trevor, I've got this to sort out. I've got that to sort out. I haven't done this. I haven't done that right this week, and all those things. But you need to read that song, sing that song again. Because it doesn't matter or say, let me put it this way it is not about you, it's about Him hallelujah now that doesn't let you off the hook to go and do whatever you want because i've said when you know that a father has accepted you in the lord jesus christ that there are no sin no shame no debt no pain no fear no chain if you know that let me tell you it draws something out of your heart To want to please the Father, not to go and do what pleases you. A God who loves you that much eternally will just draw out of you that you just wanting to do those things that are pleasing to Him. And it isn't about do's and don'ts. See, so often that's what we we think God is like. Well, He said this, this, and this. He's trying to get rid of all the things I love to do. No, He's not. He's trying to get you to step into what he has for your life which was the best life that you can live hallelujah that's what it is but he acknowledges you before the father you see and with that again that's a sense of he he does that equally for us all he acknowledges us all equally He didn't say, well, I'm acknowledging you because you're the pastor of this church. I'm not, I'm acknowledging you because you're the worship leader of this church. I'm acknowledging you because you're the children's worker of the church. I'm acknowledging you. No. He says, listen, if you acknowledge me before men, I'm going to acknowledge you before my father in heaven. Hallelujah. And so it doesn't count. Can you see? Because that's what we often do we count these things up and because of it we can easily think well it's because they're doing that that they get a bigger acknowledgement let me tell you it says that one sinner who repents there is more rejoicing in heaven over a hundred righteous now listen the hundred righteous in my terms is this if there's a hundred righteous people it means that they're made righteous because they've received the lord jesus christ and so when a new person comes to receive the Lord Jesus Christ the angels go there it is again there it is again there is something going on down there you see the thing why angels rejoice more than we do is because they cannot understand what it's all about did you know that angels were never redeemed only humanity was redeemed so there it's happening again this Jesus and what he did at the cross it's happening somebody else is receiving accepting the Lord Jesus who's been accepted in him come on we don't understand it but we, we know something radical has changed in their lives can you see that's why they rejoice and you know, and in, in that, Jesus says, "But listen, it's not just the angels rejoicing. I want you to to know that I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you in the presence of my Father. You are known in the presence of my Father." You know, um, in the weeks um, ahead, I'm going to. I've got I've got a word that's bubbling in me. And um, God wants to introduce you to the new you. And uh, you see, so often we don't really know who we are. And um, you see, but God acknowledges us because He knows who the real you, who the real me is. Hallelujah. And listen, that's for all of us today to be revived in the Father's love, to revive the heart of the Father. And also, there is a third thing is this: There are the adornments of the sun. I got that when Sharon was sharing earlier when she said about he's clothed this, because uh, the word I had was the Ascension gifts of the sun. But I, I, I felt that was better. You'll able to remember it a bit better this morning, huh? And um, But the adornments. What are the adornments? Well, first of all, it's personal. See, he pours out the Holy Spirit upon every one of us. See, he went to the Father and having ascended, um, God raised him to life. And having been exalted to the right hand of the Father, he received the gift of the Holy Spirit which is poured out upon you, upon us. See, every one of us gets that. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? God pours it out on us all because he wants us all to know what it's like to flow in that anointing of the Holy Spirit you know Paul said you know I, I would that all prophesy but he says but listen and want the greater gifts he says but I speak in tongues more than any of you you see and I believe that tongues is an evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit I really do you know, as I look through the Bible, people say, oh, I don't need to speak in tongues. Well, listen, Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. And do not despise the gifts. Do you understand? And so often we can think, oh, I'm, you know, I don't need that. Listen, gifts of the Holy Spirit, it builds yourself up in your most holy faith. That's why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking out. In psalms, hymns, unknown tongues. Did you know that when you speak out in a tongue, you utter mysteries in the Spirit that needs someone to interpret? See, I believe that God is going to revive us in a whole expression of the Holy Spirit in this church. Hallelujah. I really do. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Because out of that place See God does want to excite us But you see we can stop at excitement And we don't get into assignment Do you understand? See you can get excited And that's wonderful But if it don't lead you into assignment Well what is God seeking to do with you? What is he seeking to reveal to you So that you can walk in those things? I only do what I see. I only do what the Father reveals to me. And so here, as we move into this place where God wants to adorn us. And he adorns every single one of us. See, equality. And then there's also, he gives, when he ascended on high, he led captivity, captives in his train. And he gave gifts to men, to some he gave the gift to be apostles, to be prophets, to be pastors, to be teachers, to be evangelists. Why? For equipping the saints for the works of ministry. And so there are, there are gifts, gifts of the Spirit is given to every one of us. But you see, there are also gifts. This is Father's Day. It's receiving. It's also giving. And with that, he gives gifts to men, which is not out of, you heard me preach a few weeks ago, in terms of according to their ability. Can you see? And so there are things that God gives to each and every one of us according to our ability, because that is in keeping with the assignment that he's got for our lives. And listen, if your assignment is to be a good um, secretary it's to be a good nurse it's to be a good doctor it's to be a good and you put your profession there or your, you put your calling there if it is to be that what you need to do is ask God to so endue you with those gifts in that place let me tell you we ought to be in our place of work releasing God's prophetic word Giving people hope in the midst of the chaos. You see, it's not about here, because if it is, there's only a few people going to stand up here each week. Unless we all start fighting for the platform. Can you see? And so here what we have to understand is that there are things that are assigned to us. And that's according to ability. Now the thing is the Holy Spirit is given to us, each individually. But he gives gifts to the body. Hallelujah. To equip us. So that when we're in our places of work, when you've been equipped with the work of the, the, um, the office of the apostle, you can move apostolically in your place of work. When you've been equipped by the prophet, you can move prophetically in your place of work. When you've been equipped by the evangelist, you can move in your place of work as the evangelist, as the pastor, as the teacher. Hallelujah. So come on, we're equipped to do the work of ministry. These are ministry gifts given to the body. And so here with that, it is according to ability. I don't want... Listen, you know, I look at... You know, you look at... 'Cause that's what we do, we look at other people. Did you know that? And and we look at what they have, and then we look at what we have, and then we then we get into these types of struggles within ourselves. Well, I'm walking in obedience. I'm I'm trying to do my best, and yet they seemed to get a free ride, a free ticket. You know, who, who are they? I can remember I can remember people saying about Todd Bentley. And, you know, look at his lifestyle. And look at him, you know. I mean, my life's a lot better than his. And yet I don't carry the same anointing. God, this isn't fair. I mean, how come he gets it and I don't? How come even when he falls, he seems to still be able to operate in that anointing, but I... I'm struggling to even begin to operate in it. You see, that's not about him. It's not about you. It's standing in the place that God wants you to stand in. See, that's the key. And so what happens is we start looking at other people when we start seeing the level of ability that they carry because, listen, ability isn't equal. Did you know that? Your ability, my ability, isn't equal. Um, Ryan was telling me yesterday, I think it was yesterday or Friday, that some of the guys go down to the gym these days. And um, they're looking to get guns. Now listen, just so that you know, we're not into firearms here. And for those of you who may not understand, guns are your muscles. And... um, and Ryan was saying to me, you know, we all want guns like Aaron. <laughs> see the guy down there? They say he's got some good guns. And Maybe next week I'll get them to show, get them to show you. You see, now the thing is this, ability. You see, he has been in training for a number of years. They've just started going. And they think after one workout... And they look at Aaron. (laughs) Aaron, Why is it that I haven't got what you've got? See, Ability. Exercise. I've used my ability. I have used the potential that I had. Because I use the potential that I have, it's actually increased. Okay? So, over the next few weeks, church... We're going to see lots of guns <laughs> beginning to appear in church, and uh, the thing is now. Ryan told me all the young guys were going down to the gym, so I will be watching. You know, and we might have a competition. Get you all on the stage, and then we all vote who's got the biggest guns, huh? But you see, you see. You see, the whole thing is this. When God places gifts upon us, it's not because of our status or our standing. It's because of his purpose for your life and my life. That is it. And, um, and in that, see, we can be so caught up with jealousy. Do you know, when you see somebody, and, and you see this worked out on the big picture um, of a nation, and jealousy see when you start looking at it like this it works both micro and also macro it works in our own individual lives and it works even in na- national life and we're seeing that at the moment but you see there's this word jealousy do you know what jealousy does jealousy wants to be critical of everything in the other person because they seemed to be doing better or they've been given more than what you've been given. And so we become jealous. Now, listen, we don't like using that word, jealous, very often, do we? We don't like saying, I'm I'm jealous about you, you know. I'm jealous that you're doing what you're doing, and I'm not doing what you're doing. But the thing is, that's what we think sometimes. See, and jealousy then, what it does, because it wants to... Bring ability down to the place of equality. Do you see? He wants to bring ability, somebody's ability, down to the place of equality. And so what I do is I look for every fault I can see in their lives and I criticize it. Because if I can criticize it, I can let other people know that basically I'm as good as them. And the thing is then, see, criticism is also based on fault finding. You will find some fault. You know, you spend some time. See, Sharon thought when she was caught in me, I was the knight in shining armor. She thought that I just radiated goodness and peacefulness. She did. She thought that this was her man that... There was not a man on the earth like the man that she had got engaged to. And um, let me tell you, when we got married, it may have been before that. But you only, my point is this, you've only got to live with somebody long enough and you start picking on their faults. You will find them. But you see, so often that is based out of jealousy. And particularly in church life, we can be so jealous. And see, I want God to so work in us what's pleasing in his sight. With jealousy, let me tell you, the other thing that is when we criticize, fault find, we start gossiping. Have you noticed that people want to listen to the bad stuff? you know, the, the the dirt in the grot. People want to listen to that. What? Did you know something? You know? Listen, I'm, I'm only saying this because I believe that so often we can easily be caught into gossiping. And God wants us to be givers of life. See, so he wants you to speak words of life over people. Amen. Hallelujah. And so when you see somebody that is you think are better than you, listen, just celebrate. You know, celebrate. Tell them. Tell them what you see in them that, that you would like to be like in them. Do you understand? Celebrate those characteristics of their life. Don't fault fine and Find it because you say, and you've been in this church long enough, you will know that there are faults in everybody. And if you don't, I'm just telling you. It makes it easy for you. You see? Don't go, you say, don't go mining for the faults, the dirt. Go mining for the golden people. Hallelujah. Give him praise this morning. And so that's on the one side. The other side of the coin, because there's always two sides. And that is the person who's in the place of privilege. You're in the place... Of ability. You see, and they can be so caught up with pride. I'm not like other men. I fast twice a week. Can you see? Do you remember the story in Luke's gospel? I'm not like this person. I fast twice a week. I give tithes. I pay my tithes every week first fruits as well now that I know about first fruits yeah I'm not like other people you know I've been graced can you see and we can get into a place of pride see what pride does is this pride begins to move us to a place of arrogance That's what pride will do. It will make you arrogant. Also, it will inflate you. And God has a wonderful way of bursting bubbles. I found that to be true. He does. And he finds those ways of just deflating us. And do you know when he deflates us, do you know what happens, you know... You have a balloon, it's helium balloon is going up. You pop that. And you know what it does? It comes back to the same level. Huh? See? And when we try and inflate ourselves, God has a way of popping it, so we all come back down to the same level again. See? That's where it all started. Just because I graced your life, that I saw that you had ability, each according to their ability, See, each according to their ability. To gave five, to another two, to another one. You see, each according to their ability. You see, it's all he asks us to do. see, the key was, you heard me preach this a few weeks ago. The key was this. I have made it five more. I've increased it. The same was true of the two. I've increased it. And Jesus acknowledged them both to the same degree not the one who got five well that's great you know i'm going to give you more he acknowledged them the same well done good and faithful servant enter into the joy of the lord see that's wonderful that is so liberating for us and so here this whole thing with with pride is what it gets into then is that you begin to become belittling of other people see you belittle as um, what's his name Um, Danny Silk red truck yellow truck And, and basically for those who may not know yellow truck is a big truck and the red truck is a little truck and the yellow truck can drive over the little trucks and because they think that they're the big truck they think that they can drive over little trucks that's not the case. See, we can, we can look. Because of pride, we can belittle people. We can think that I'm not like you. And you're not like me. Hallelujah. See? It is good, yeah. yeah. Margaret, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You see, because when we belittle people, it's what we do is we demean them. You know, we make them look small so that we look big. Do you remember Nebuchadnezzar? You know, you see, I, I think he had a problem all the way through his life. And the problem was his pride. All the way through. He got home from school one day. They had schools then. And he said, look, mom, look at my, look at my certificates that I've achieved this year at school. Well, wow, well done, son. You've done a really good job. Then he goes on to university, comes back and he says, "Look at my first degree honors. Well done, son. You're doing. You're going to rule nations." Well, I thought that myself, but you know. And then he comes to a place, and uh, and by the time he's thirty, you can't do anything with him, because now he says, "Look at the idol that I built. Now everybody, come and worship." My idol. That's representative of me. See. Demeaning of people. It works all the way through the Bible. See. Pride. See. Let's get back to. The place where we're all accepted in the beloved. Let's get back to that place where. He acknowledges us before the father. And that is enough. Let me tell you. When all this is gone. Did you know that? When all of it is gone, and it will all go, when all of it is gone, and you are on your own, there is no one else, and you come to that place, and you realize in all its true reality, it's a level place. I am accepted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah and not only that that right now Jesus is Father, this is Trevor Father, this is Terry Father, this is Mick you know? Father, this is Amanda Father, this is Anna Father, this is Diane Father, this is Bongi and, and why, why is he saying well because you acknowledge me And I've been doing this in my exalted place from the time that you became accepted in the beloved. I've been doing, he's doing it right now. I've mentioned a few, but your name is there. He knows us all by name. It's not a conglomeration. He doesn't say, Lord, the church. He names every one of us individually. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And with that, he has adorned us. You see, and I believe for us today, see pride, the last thing with pride is, it becomes dismissive of other people. I can remember once was a person I really looked up to, and um, there was a, I was in a big meeting and I went down to speak to them, and um, and as I go down to speak to them, they start to enter into conversation with me, and then I look. At the person's eyes And they weren't looking at me And they were looking over To the right side of me And at that point I knew That I was no longer accepted Do you understand? See, it happens like that It happens to us all And as they looked I can remember just turning and I saw this other person coming down and I just said to the person, I think our conversation's just finished. And with that I walked away because they were so focused I'd lost their attention. See, listen, pride can be like that. Pride can put us into places where we think that we have access to people we can do with people what we like we can look over somebody look down on somebody somebody else comes up and rather than carrying on in that moment in time is that what happens we leave them because there might be something there that can actually lift me higher see that's what pride will do but i believe that god wants us to be a church who walk in honoring one another seeing what God has placed in us and also acknowledging where we all stand together hallelujah see we're going home in a moment and um, we'll be out in the garden brying or barbecuing I said to Sharon this morning I said well love I prepared all the barbecue um, for us today and she looked at me and smiled and uh, and she said no what you mean is that you've got everything ready to cook on the barbecue now that means the salads the pavlova all these other things is what she's doing i'm cooking the meat But I said to her, I said to her, listen, I've got everything ready um, for the barbecue and, um, you know, you see, God wants us, see, God wants us all to be in that place where we're just accepted and it isn't a case of well I'm doing this and I'm doing more than you all the rest of it because that's where it comes down to you're seeing that at the moment played out in in the big picture of our nation you know and I do keep myself totally apolitical in terms of this church is concerned I do not have a view in this church about what I might think politically but let me tell you this what I've seen over the last few weeks has really caused my heart to sink wherever you stand it is just a case of how we can call someone else um, what they've been calling each other bringing them down so that they might look better i don't believe that will ever cause a nation to rise up I don't believe that you know people talking about brexit all of those things let me just say this to you my bible says and it's the same in yours that it's righteousness that exalts a nation nothing else righteousness exalts a nation and the people cast their lots but the decision is the lord's every time see so whether you're celebrating or disappointed i don't believe there's any place for us at this moment in time in this nation to be celebrating anything we need to be praying asking god to come upon this nation in a new way amen didn't want to finish on that why don't you all stand this morning and i'm going to ask the worship team to come up go on give him praise and uh, you can also clap for me if you want to i'll take all the help i can get huh <laughs> And, uh, and I say that and you all stop ok <laughs> oh, you know what I'm like oh. but um, now, I believe if we take those things to heart this morning, three things, acceptance acknowledgement and adornment let me tell you our lives could change the life of this church could change We could see people who are just longing to come just because we're at a place of being real together. Real is not being perfect. It's being real. And in all our imperfections, we don't go and start being critical, judgmental, inflated, demeaning. Whether we're jealous or whether we're pride, God brings us to a place where we just accept each other just like he's accepted us. Amen. And I want us to sing that song we started with this morning and then I want to pray for everyone. And if there's people here this morning and you've never accepted the Lord Jesus, this would be a great time for you to accept him. To come to the place where every one of us here have come to who know Jesus. And that is at the level ground of the cross. It's not that there's a literal cross here but we just come and we've all come and stood and prayed and asked God to forgive us to cleanse us and so if there's anyone here this morning and you do not know that you are accepted in the Lord Jesus Christ would you just put up your hand I would like to pray for you is there anyone this morning on this Father's Day anyone I take it that that means you are all accepted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Give him praise.